Um, I'm going to preach a little bit in the beginning so that because I really felt like it was applicable to do that because of what we're going to do today. Um, so the service is going to be a little different than we, than we normally do. So just hang in there with us. I really am excited about what God has for us today uh, and for the things that we're going to talk about. A um, couple of announcements real quick. I don't know if, if we've showed the building yet or not. I don't see Aaron in here this morning, but I know that we had a request for someone to view the 251 um, building. And so I just wanted to remind us as a body that it's really, it, it will be an incredible thing for us to sell that building. So join the elders in praying over that. Um, it's a kind of a specific building and it needs the right buyer. And so we just need to pray that God would, would take care of that for us because it's going gonna, it's gonna to set us up to do ministry in a different way and, and really bless us um, as a group. So last week, I, I just wanted to do just a real brief introduction. Remember last week we talked about, um, about crossing the Red Sea, how God led Israel and all the things that he did in order to make that um, happen. And, and the response that we see out of Israel whenever they come back or out of Moses specifically is that he is just brought to a moment of worship and so I encourage you guys this week and I hope that you did this is to think about stories in your own life where God has has done something that just your response to that your natural response was just to worship and to praise him and we got a couple of people this morning they're going to share some of those experiences but I hope that this week that you took some time to really think about that because um, worship is really important for us and that's kind of where we're going to start this morning and that's why I wanted to start part of the message before we even get into worship because we're going to look at what Moses is experiencing through this process and some things that are really important for us to understand because in our culture I think a lot of times we especially if you're not musically inclined you just assume that the worship is just something that we do it's just kind of a tradition maybe you may not understand the full meaning but worship is really really important it's an important part of how we communicate with God it's an important part of of the process. So point number one that I want to make, and we're just going to jump right into this thing. We're going to read that first part of chapter 15 in a little bit, but I wanted to just kind of put these ideas in your head before we even get to them. So point number one this morning is that worship helps us to process, to remember, and to share what God, who God is and what he has done. I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but anytime you go through something that is either traumatic or really exciting and your adrenaline gets pumping, um, your brain just starts making really quick decisions. And often it's not until later after that adrenaline has left your system. Paul is absolutely confirming that right now. Look at that grin on his face. It's not till later after that has ended that you can kind of process all the details of what was going on. Let me pause real quick and say this. If you have, uh, Mr. Mike's can come in in a minute. I forgot to make copies. He's making those. But I figured out how to get the outline on the Faith Life app for sure. It's on there. I verify that. So if you guys want to pull that out, it is available on the Faith Life app. It's in the digital bulletin section. Okay, so back to my point. When something traumatic happens and you get all this adrenaline in your system, your body just goes, it reverts back to it's what's normal for it. Okay, and so you just start making decisions, and it's not so much a cognitive thought. It's not something that you're thinking through, okay, I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to do this. The brain is just falling back on what it knows, on its natural response. You've, you've heard the adage, um, you, you perform the way you practice. I don't know if anybody has been part of a sports team or a band or a choir, but that was something that's drilled into you, that you're, you do all this practice so that when the moment hits and that adrenaline hits, your body, your brain will naturally provide the results. That, that you're looking for, okay? And so for us in worship, it's so important for us because a lot of times something happens in our life, whether it's great, whether it's traumatic, and our body and our brains default to what's normal for us. And we may not understand all the details of what's happening. 
It's not until later when you take a minute and sit down and kind of debrief your own brain that you get to see all of the things that just happened. And as I read this chapter this week, chapter 15, especially the first part, you see that Moses is just listing off all of these things that happened. And I think that he does that because in that moment, you think about, we talked about this in the life group, they're walking through the Red Sea and scripture says that the sea was like a wall to their left and to their right. That's traumatic, right? That's a huge step of faith for them to walk through that. And I cannot imagine somebody walking through the Red Sea and not having adrenaline coursing through their bodies, right? That's a huge deal. And so God is, is having Moses remind them and process what's going on. Bethy and I learned years ago at a youth conference that in the psychological side of things, when you say something out loud, when you have a discussion about an idea, and as it comes out of your mouth, those thoughts go from just being abstract to being concrete. And that's part of what worship is. is even though you may not be there 100%, maybe you, you haven't fully latched onto the idea that's being communicated through the worship song, as you are singing those things, as they are coming out of your mouth, your brain is making a transition and it's going from an idea to a belief. And so as we sing these songs, it's important, number one, that they're biblical, but also it's important for us to engage our brains in what's happening because there is a process that is happening there, okay? Have you experienced it before? Have you ever been in the middle of a conversation with somebody that maybe something you haven't talked about before, you've been thinking about, and as you have that conversation, you realize that those thoughts are turning into belief? If you haven't, pay attention next time you're talking about something maybe you haven't talked about before. Maybe something that's been rolling around inside your head. Um, Maddie and I were joking this morning. Bethany told me I was mansplaining something, okay? If you don't know what mansplaining is, any lady in here can tell you. You can ask them later. But what I did was Bethany had told me an idea months ago, and I took in the information, and then about a week ago, that thought came in my mind, and I just assumed that it was mine. And I presented it to her as if it was my idea. That was, Bethany told me I was mansplaining. We do that because, and this is what's happening in this process, is Bethany put these thoughts in my head that I either didn't want to think about at the moment, which is probably the case. She's not in here, so I can say that. <laughs> She'll hear this later, and then I'll be in trouble. Um, but she put those thoughts in my head, and I didn't process them for whatever reason. And then months down the road, something triggered that thought, and I processed them, as if they were my own thoughts. But as, I was, as that was coming out of my mouth, there was a process happening there. And that's what I'm talking about here. So worship, as we engage in it, allows us not only to uplift God, but it also allows us to communicate with Him. That's a big part of our worship, is that we are singing these songs not just to process them, but also to communicate with Him. And, and it's going to allow us to understand something new about who God is as we communicate with Him. Notice that Moses, again, is just listing these things over and over and over, all these things that God just did in this moment. And it, it's not only to help future generations to hear and to remember, it also helps them to understand exactly what God is doing. They may not have realized all the idiosyncrasies that are happening as they're walking through the Red Sea, but as they come out of it and Moses sings this song over them, they are picking up on all these things that, just got, that God had just done in their lives. Okay? Okay. Um, all of this is true for us. As we worship, both corporately and individually, God uses the lyrics of the songs to help us process and to build and grow our faith. I remember a couple of years, well, it's been more than a couple of years ago, it was when we were at the Lee Heights building. I was struggling with something personally. God was 
pushing me in an area to move in an area of my life that was going to be costly in terms of relationships that I had, and I didn't want to do it. But God had spoken several times that this was something that I was supposed to do, and I didn't understand. I know you've probably been in that place before where God is telling you to do something costly, and you're going, God, I don't, I don't understand why you're asking me to do this. And as we were worshiping that morning, I was just, just digging in with the Lord and saying, God, just show me something. I, I need another word on this. I need you to, to help me understand why you're doing this. And the song you guys are so familiar with, Oceans, by Hillsong, came on. And the bridge of that, it was... Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the waters wherever you would call me. Take me deeper than my feet could ever wander, and my faith will be made stronger. And God, through that lyric, I had heard that song a bunch before, but in that moment, as I am thinking about, as I am praying and asking God, what is this that you're trying to do in my life? God goes, Will, I'm building your faith. Trust me. This is not an area that you would have gone on your own. I'm leading you there so that you can know me in a better way. And that's why we... That's why we do it. Worship matters because it gives us a more complete understanding of what God is doing in our lives. It's not, it's not just music. People say, worship's a lifestyle. It is, yes. But I'm talking about what happens here on Sunday mornings, what happens with you individually. And once we come to a fuller understanding of what God is doing, then we have the ability to share that, right? Okay? I want you to think about this week. What songs have helped you have a better understanding of God? Our worship is an important part of how we share the truth of who God is. We, I had a professor in college who used to say that, that you don't own an idea until you've struggled, wrestled, and grappled with that. Okay, If you went to LC and you had Dr. Heath, you've heard that a million times. But it's so true. Until you take an idea and you fully digest it, you don't own it. It's someone else's idea. And worshiping God helps us process these things that God's doing. Okay, So, as they worship... Um, Moses is telling them, well, I'll get to that in a minute, okay? Let's end with this. Today as we worship, God wants to use that to help us process what he's doing in our lives. We're going to hear some testimonies today about what God is doing in some of our members' lives. And so for you today as we worship, don't just let this be a time where we just sing some songs. Communicate with God, pray, ask him to reveal the things in your life that you don't understand, to help you understand those things as he did with Moses and with Israel. And as we worship together, forget about the people that are sitting around you. I know it's bright in here, and, and you feel like, well, people can see if I'm, you know, if I'm getting after it with God, they're going to be judging me. Don't worry about that. Let this be a moment with you and God. And if you need somebody to be a dancing idiot, I can be that guy for you, okay? So, Kobe's going to come up. Y'all, band, come on up. Let's pray. And so this morning, let's let, just, let this be about worship. Let this be about um, just digging in with the Lord and spending some time with Him and just enjoying His presence. Okay, let's pray. God, I thank You so much for the work that You're going to do today. Um, God, You've blessed me so much this week just in studying this passage and understanding um, what it was that You were doing in the life of Israel and the, and the truth that we can grasp and that we can understand for our own lives. God, it's my, my desire that this morning for myself and for my brothers and sisters in this room that we would get to have experiences with you that are new and that are fresh and that we're not trying to conjure up emotions that we've had before in worship services, Father, but we are just wanting to experience you in this moment exactly as you see fit. So this morning, Father, I ask that you would help just to guard our minds from distraction. God, from the things that stress us out, God, not that we want to push those things away, but we want to let you speak to those things today. Father, you would speak truth through these songs that we sing that are going to inform our lives and help us to process 
what you're doing so that we can share that with those in our lives. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, this is scary. Okay, you can sit down. So, uh, you know, I have a lot of issues. <laughs> and one of my issues is, uh, like I call it a producing disease. Like I feel like if I'm not working hard enough or, you know, um, serving the Lord hard enough that, you know, that he doesn't love me or he's not pleased with me. But I know that that's not true. I mean, I do. I still struggle with it. But, um, sorry, this is so nerve-wracking being up here. Um <laughs> But, you know, God is so gracious in the way that he handles us and how he just He just loves us so very much and just shows us in a gentle way that, you know, we know that what we are thinking and feeling is not true, but that he wants to show us in a real-life way because I've had a really hard time getting it from my head to my heart. And sometimes that seems like a million miles away. So um, this last, I guess it was a couple of Thursdays ago, I wasn't, you know, I've, I've I've lost a client. I've been sick for a while. So, you know, I'm kind of mulling in this, uh, I'm not producing enough, you know, and, um, and I was struggling with it. And it's funny, I wasn't telling God that I was struggling with it, but he knew I was struggling with it. And so he, uh, he just, that day just did something that was so cool to where I was able to see, you know, that it doesn't matter what we, what we do. It's not about what we do or um, who we think we are, if we're good enough or whatever, that he loves us for who we are because of who he is. And so um, I was just doing errands. Caroline, I'd brought her to school and I was like, okay, I'm just going to run a bunch of errands. i kind of felt a little worthless because <laughs> that's all I was going to do that day. And so uh, I I go to Joanne's to get a gift card for my mom for Mother's Day. And there was a lady in there and um, we were chatting. She was checking me out and um, she she was really kind and we just got to talking a little bit. There was nobody really in the store and she was telling me about, you know, she's she paid all her bills and everything, but she really didn't have anything left for food, and she wasn't asking me for anything. Um, she was just sharing with me but that she knew God was faithful and that he would provide. I mean, literally, there was nothing in her fridge, you know, for that night. And so I really felt in that moment that God didn't want me to do anything except pray for her and to love on her. And so that's what I did, and then I left, and I was like, that was really cool, God. You know, thank you for that, that, you know, all we have to do is be available. But then later on, I was like, okay, Outback has really great soup and salad for lunch. <laughs> so <laughs> that's where I went. And um, I had a really sweet waitress, and uh, she came back, and um, she was, you know, just hugging on me. And she said, I just wanted to, you know, tell you, you know, I, I, I really think you have a sweet spirit or whatever. And then she brought me, some, uh, you know, a soup and salad to go with a tea and lemon and everything. And I was like, oh, wow, that's so sweet. And I'm thinking, I've, I can't pick Caroline up till 2.30, so this food's going to ruin. And, you know, I'm such a blonde. Sometimes sorry if you're blonde. But um, <laughs> God was like, you know, hitting me over the head like, this food is not for you. You know, this food is for the lady that you just talked to. And so, anyway... Um, the waitress came back and God was nudging me to tell her who that food was for and how he had used her. And so we sat and we talked for like, I know the other people were mad that she was talking to me and not working, but um, she sat and talked to me for like 20 minutes and we got to share what God was doing in our lives. And just, you know, it was just an amazing time of, um, 
of just sharing who God is and how good He is. And, um, and so uh, I told her, I said, if you're okay with it, I'm going to bring this food to, you know, um, to this lady. And she was like, that would be awesome, you know. And so um, she and I got to experience the Lord through that. So I go back to Joanne's with the food in hand, and the lady uh, was like, I don't I was second in line, and she was like, I, I hope you're not about to do what I think you're going to do. I told you God's going to take care of me. She had thought that I purchased the food for her. And so I told her, I said, no. I said, God had other plans for you for today, you know. And um, and so I told her the story and everything, and it was just it was just so amazing. Like, um, she was, you know, almost in tears, and she was like, God is so faithful, um, you know, to provide for us, and all we have to do is be His, and, you know, we don't have to do anything. And I was thinking, oh, yeah, okay, I get that, you know. <laughs> but anyway, God, through that story, was just... It was just so great. We all got to experience the Lord that day. It was just all Him. It was one of those moments where none of it was us, and we knew that. But also, I got a lesson, and, you know, you're right where I want you to be. And I don't need you to work super, super hard and run yourself down and and, um, make yourself miserable or whatever. I'm not concerned about all that you're doing. I just want you to know that I love you for who you are because of who I am. And so anyway, it was a very cool way for God to just love on me and show me and help me get past that. My mom has Alzheimer's dementia. She's just been diagnosed in the last just over a year. And so she lives in Jacksonville, Florida, and I'm her medical advocate. She has a husband and lives still at home, but I go every four, six to eight weeks over there and go with her to the doctor. And so this is a whole new path for me to walk, and now there's home health, and so they call me in between those visits, and it's just getting a little more intense and, you know, not a path I ever thought I'd have to walk. Well, one day in January, so just to say all that, it's, it's on my mind a lot. So every time I forget my keys or lose them, or am I like, ah! So anyway, a day in January, I was uh, planning for my errands and had a list and a grocery list for two different stores and then errands on top of that. So I knew I better have this on or I'll be driving around all day. So I get to the bank. I did the bank. Fine. No problem. I get to the first store and I look for my list and I can't find my list. I dump my purse. I dig in my purse. I look everywhere. I'm in the store when this is happening. And so I, I just, you know, kind of go back out to the car to think maybe it fell out or maybe I laid it in the seat next to me. It's not there. So I go to the bank and think maybe I put it with the deposit. So I ask them, no, nothing was in here. So I go back to the store, go in. I even ask somebody, did you find, like, I had coupons. I have a picture, y'all, of clipped coupons for each place. And nobody found it. So I go back in the parking lot, and I'm looking around, and I just burst into tears. All I could think about was my mom. And is this me? How many years do I have before? Before what's happening to her happens to me. And it terrified me. It terrified me. Because it's really hard to watch that happen to somebody you love who's so different now. So I panicked. 
And I couldn't even remember the other errands on my list, you know, to kind of get my mind back and maybe figure out what I could do. I didn't want to go in the store because I knew I'd buy stuff I didn't need and I didn't have my coupons. So, <laughs> so anyways, I just get back in the car and I go home. And I called my daughter and I said, this is terrible. I've had the most horrible experience and I'm scared. I'm sorry. So I made it through the day okay. And I don't even know if I could verbalize it to Mike yet because it just was scary. And I didn't know how. So I started journaling. I was writing my prayers. I was just telling my Abba what was happening in my head and telling him how scared I was. And I was listening to Pandora. I like all different kinds of music and I had Motown on. <laughs> and so, you know, that's going on. And in the middle of my pouring my heart out to God, the song came on. Stevie Wonder, oh, I wish you could play it, Kobe. <laughs> you are the sunshine of my life. So some of the words are this. So imagine I'm terrified, I'm scared, I'm crying. And this is what he's saying to me. You're the sunshine of my life. That's why I'll always be around. You're the apple of my eye. Forever you'll stay in my heart. I feel like this is the beginning, though I've loved you for a million years. And I thought, if I thought our love was ending, I'd find myself drowning in my own tears. You are the sunshine of my life. That's why I'll always be around. And I just felt like he was hugging me and letting me know that if this is the path, if that is the path for me, he's going to be there with me. He's going on before me, and he's standing from behind me, and he's beside me. This morning, I was digging through my Bible because I lost the lyrics to the song. Go figure. Anyway, <laughs> so scary every day. Anyway, Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 7, 9 says, Understand, therefore, that the Lord your God is indeed your God. He is the faithful God who keeps his covenant for a thousand generations and constantly loves those who love him and keep his commandments. And as I was sitting there at my kitchen table, God didn't part the Red Sea for me or do this huge, monumental, send a million dollars in the bank thing. He stood there right with me when I was scared. And all I could do at that moment was to weep and to worship him. And the very next song that came on the radio was one all about love and devotion. And I sang it right back to him. That was just one of the sweetest ways that God was personally right there for me. And I'll never forget it. I might, but I'll know. <laughs> I'll know that it's in my heart. I can't take it away. Thank you. Okay, I don't speak in public. This, this was, well, yeah, now I do. This was completely unplanned. I was just sitting back there, and I had met with a friend earlier this morning and shared the same story with him. Uh, I don't even know what I'm going to say. <laughs> but there's a verse that goes along with it. You were just talking about how you're going 
someone will tell you something and it just kind of sits in the back of your mind. You don't think about it until you start talking about it with someone else and it just immediately pops back into your head. Well, I was meeting with this friend and we were talking, uh, we were going through Isaiah and we were talking somewhat about that. I'm probably gonna lose track with my words a lot because again, I don't speak in public. Um, well, uh, we were just talking and I shared with him this story. A year ago in, I'm probably gonna cry, that's okay. About a year ago in July, Mm. No, May. I lost a really close friend of mine. Really close. And as soon as I heard the news, I was working. And another friend was there and he got me. He took care of my shift. He, he let me go home. And immediately, and to put some preface to this, I check the weather. That's just what I do. I check the weather every day because... I don't know, I'm bored. Um, well, I checked the weather that day. It was supposed to be clear, beautiful, wasn't even really that hot. Well, I get home and I immediately, I just go straight to my bed and I just start weeping, crying because this was the first friend that ever actually like cared about me. Um, my fiance, Crystal, she came over she sat in the bed with me too because she was also a close friend of this person. And we just both started crying together. And immediately, it starts raining. And I, that just made me cry even more because that was like God's response. He was crying over us, crying for a lost friend. And I came across this verse I can get into it. Ooh, I'm shaking. It's Isaiah 22, verse 4. Therefore I said, look away from me. Let me weep bitter tears. Do not labor to comfort me concerning the destruction of the daughter of my people. God loves us so much. He cries when we cry. He hurts when we hurt. And he was there with us crying but also saying it's okay she's with me it's all I got man wasn't that sweet look guys got a lot more to say but not today um, this has been an incredible time of worship this morning and I've just been looking at the, at, the, at the clock and just saying God what do we need to do and I feel like this is just such a good place to pause we're going to pick up next week with the rest of chapter 15 Thank you guys. This was incredible. Thank you for the testimonies today. You guys have certainly blessed me. And look, this week, let's just keep worshiping God. Just spend this week remembering and thinking and, and asking God to just let you get out of the way and let him be God and just let you see that. Okay, I'm excited about next week. I love you guys so much. Let's pray. Father, you are incredible. And it is... Um, just awesome to be able to just be in your presence this morning along with my brothers and sisters in Christ. God, to, to be able to just lift our voices and to share our stories and to proclaim to you and to one another the goodness of who you are. Father, it is, it is your desire and it is our desire that you are made known.
that we would be given the boldness and the confidence to share what you are doing in our lives with those that you have placed around us. So God, this week, let us to just continue this, this attitude of worship. Father, we ask that you would just bind the enemy uh, from our lives this week, Lord, that you would not allow him to distract us or to take anything away from what you have done today. Father, we love you so, so much, and we thank you for this time.